With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is May the 20th, 2014, and you're tuning to another episode of The Bright Side with Technisha. And I am here with a very courageous spiritual woman named Darlene King, and she, she she's a she is she's a wonderful woman. She's been through the ups and the downs, and when we talk about HIV, this is hitting home today. So please let's be mindful. Let's not be disrespectful. You could call in at three four seven four two six three seven five one. And speaking of being disrespectful, I had a young lady today on my Facebook um, page, not on my fan page, but just on my regular Facebook page. Talking about, oh, I thought HIV was for black and God is dead. First of all, let me state the people out here who have friends of that sort. If you do like my page and you have friends of that sort, please tell them not to get in touch with me. I I know I'm not as spiritual, but I do believe in God, and I, I respect everyone's religion. So let's keep our comments to ourselves if it's negative, because I will boot you out of my Facebook fan page or off my Facebook. I don't play about that. I'm... I don't. Keep your comments to yourself. Keep that satanic stuff to yourself. And if you're going to be negative like that, then fine. But And then first and foremost, also, HIV does, does not affect just on the African-American community. It's a nationwide thing. So all my Caucasian people out there who think that you're untouchable, yes, it does touch you as well. And just believe me, I have been to a center, and I do see plenty of you there. So um, keep your comments to yourself. Thank you. So let's continue with our show today. Miss Darlene, how are you today? Oh, hold on. Let me get Darlene back in. It's national, but it's global. This disease, um, when it once it came on the scenes in the eighties, it has affected everyone. There is no nationality, there is no country that has not seen some of this disease. So it's a fight that we are all in, and we're all in it together. No matter what our religion, no matter what nationality we are, this is a fight that we have to join hands and connect on one accord to fight it, to combat it, and to do everything we can to stop it. So thank you for standing up for what's right. But people stand up when they're educated, and that's what I'm hoping to happen before the end of the show. That we're educated so that we don't make comments that are not only offensive, but we're saying them in ignorance because we don't know. Exactly. And then you have to also look at it, too. Not everyone is African-American. When we say just it's African-American community, because not everyone classifies themselves as that. There are some people who are from Trinidad. We just say really maybe 
So you can't really just target just African American because that's not a no, that's not a true fact. But um, I, I did. I had to explode a little bit because I don't appreciate comments like that. You keep that ignorant stuff to yourself. Don't come with me with that because that's not so true. Like I said, I see plenty of Caucasian people at the center too, and it's it's. And so let's be educated about this matter. That's why we got Darlene on. And I believe that with that remark, I'm going to have maybe a Caucasian person on too to show you that that's not what it's all about. We don't play with jokes like that. Um, so, mm-hmm. Darlene, tell us, tell us your story. How how did you even find out that you even was HIV positive? So go ahead, Darlene. I, I found out by giving blood. I work for... 30 years, various companies for 30, 30 years in the same field, benefits administration. And and our this one job that I was at for a long time, we always had blood drops. And we had blood drops just about every quarter. And no matter when we had them, I gave blood. My blood type is O negative, and they would always say to me, oh, we need O negative. O negative is a universal blood type. Make sure whenever we're here you come so whenever they were there, I came every single time. January 1991, they took the blood in, in December of, 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 the, um, of 90, but the letter came in the mail January 1991 from the Red Cross telling me my blood has tested negative, I mean, I'm sorry, positive for HIV. You can no longer give blood. Your name has been placed on a list. It just went on and on with it was so, first of all, it was so impersonal, and and it was just like a shock, like you get this letter in the mail, and, and back, of course, then in the 80s and the early 90s, we immediately said death sentence. That was like somebody sending me a letter telling me I had a death sentence, and it was just heartbreaking um, for me, and um, that's how I found out. That And one of the things that the letter said was contact all of your partners in the past 10 years. And oh, wow. um, that's when the story began. That's when the uh, lie began. But, but, but by the end of this story, I don't want anybody to leave thinking, oh, let's feel sorry for her. All things work together for the good for them that love God and all the called according to his purpose. And I have come now it's, it's like I'm evaluating my life in hindsight. At age 54, I'm, I'm back and I'm looking back and I'm seeing how God has took all of those adversities and the pain and the things that I have gone through to put me now in a position to be a blessing to help others because too many people are afraid because of the stigma we've placed on this disease um, and we have scared people into silence so they're too afraid to speak up just because of comments like the the person the individual may have made and there's comments even worse than that than people are making so they don't talk but God said you will be a voice that's going to speak out and cry out for my people who are suffering and I just I'm just a vessel I'm just his child, I'm just his vessel, and I'm meant to be used in the area of helping others who are living with HIV and AIDS. And that's what the book is about. And people get, hear the title, and they say, oh, this is some 
this book is about, you know, they think you can't judge a book by its cover. This is a perfect example of not being able to judge a book by its cover because the title is HIV Infected by Her Cheating Pastor Husband, A Wife's Courageous True Story of Betrayal, Survival, and Forgiveness. And I wish they could focus on the true story of betrayal, survival, and and highlight forgiveness because I, I'm, I sincerely believe everything that happened had to happen because when you minister to people today, you got to be able to meet them where you are. And when you have suffered and gone through everything that they have gone through, gone through the addictions, going through the loss, going through financial loss, going through homelessness, going through losing everything, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself in the story, but when you, have, when you can minister from a place of experience, people will understand, and that's where, what it's about. It's not about me. It's about helping others. I am the her in the title. That's another thing that people seem to miss. The HIV infected, sadly, are all those individuals over so many years that my husband slept with without a condom and did not tell them that he was HIV positive. There could be hundreds of people if they are not being tested, which is why every single one of us need to be tested, who are, who are positive and they may not even know it because they don't think it's necessary to get tested. No one is going around saying, I have it. And, yes, they be the hottest, finest-looking man or woman around here, but they're not saying, mm-hmm. oh, I got it. That's another myth because some people think that you have to be all slim, that you, you have these certain spots. No, there's some people who look really healthy, and they have it. Now, in your face, that they're, like you said, some people are not going to know you because they're afraid of what you will think because you really have to you're, if, if, if you're a true friend to somebody, please, please just be a true friend. Don't be mm-hmm. the type of person that tell you something. Oh, my God, I can get it. it don't, you don't get it just because nobody's touching your food. I get so tired of people that just so educated, and we need to educate our youth more on this. This is no joke. It is sitting. Right now, every night that someone is sitting, right now as we talk, someone's catching it right now. And I don't know mm-hmm. why we... Well, I don't know why we are so vulnerable to this, Darlene. This is not an issue that we talk amongst our friends. We could talk about drinks, party all day, but when it comes to this subject, HIV, we're dead on this subject. We are. We're not, we're, yeah, we're not talking about it. And I'm glad you said that, that you can't look at someone. You can't look at me and tell I have HIV unless oh. I'm coming to one of the, the, the events, because I speak everywhere. So unless I'm speaking and I'm telling you my story, you just said, you know, you're supposed to be all thin. Well, I am the farthest from thin that you can get. <laughs> There's nothing thin about me. <laughs> so if you're looking for people to be thin, that, that, that's myth number one dispelled. Um, but, yeah, the myth that you can shake hands, you can give a hug, don't drink, don't use the same cups, don't use the same plates. All of the stories that I hear, they just break my heart of families making their 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 children and their family relatives eat off of uh, paper plates and paper cups and 
for plastic knives and spoons so they can throw them in the trash because they think they can catch it from from dishes and silverware. That is ridiculous. We can't use the toilet because we can catch it from the toilet, bleaching down all the counters, and then you clean your house and you do all this bleaching, and then that night you get on your party dress and you go out on a date with your boyfriend and you have unprotected sex with a condom. And when you do that, you're sleeping not only with him, but everybody that he has slept with and everybody that she has slept with and everybody that they have slept with, ever slept with, and they have slept with. So I do this little calculation when I speak. And I, my calculation, I use just the number of five. And, you know, you have five, and then he has five, and that's ten. And then their five have five. There's 25 for him, 25 for her. So just with that one encounter, you could be sleeping with 62 people. And then I say, just look up, what if God allowed us to see in the spiritual realm? And you could see the faces of all 62 of them people. Would you still do it? You know, most of them kids are like, no. <laughs> you know, one little girl one time was like, I'm sorry, but I can't take that 62 out of my head. Well, I said, that was the point. I don't want you to take the 62 out of your head because that's what we are doing. We are not educating ourselves. And so... When you think of the virus, it's not airborne. So the thing, now let's let's look at it because I I this epiphany came to me one day when I was speaking. The room was full. It was about two hundred and something people, and I'm down in the two hundred and something people. I'm looking up at them, and it was it was the winter. It was flu season, and I'm saying to myself, okay, I'm here. I have a weakened immune system. And and you cannot catch it from shaking my hand. I know that for a fact. And now I have these 200 and something people, when this event is over, are going to all come down and shake my hand. And we know you can catch the flu. We know you can catch a cold virus. We know those viruses that are airborne that you can catch from casual contact. And I'm saying to myself, if anybody should be running, it should be me. <laughs> because how do I know who in the audience is sick? You'll be Why? sick for a few days, and guess what? I'll be sick for a month. I'll end up in the ER. I'll end up with pneumonia. You know what I mean? I can't catch the flu. You worry about me to have HIV. Shoot, I should be worrying about you. <laughs> it should be reverse it should be reverse stigma but but that but I don't even want to speak that into the atmosphere because I don't want to have stigma against anybody because stigma is another form of hate, and hate is something that I don't want to be a part of my spirit. We should be loving one another as Christ has loved us. That's what I believe. Now, you may not believe in Christ, but guess what? Love, I don't think that there is any religion that out there that doesn't believe in the love of one another. You I'm just take to... just the love part. Who doesn't, who doesn't say that we are required to love our brothers and sisters? It's me, darling. If you don't believe in God, so when something happens, who do you go to? Who do you... <laughs> Who do you ask for help from, which I probably wouldn't even want to know the answer. I was just looking at certain people's pages. I don't even want to know. It's like some charm-type stuff going on. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, who are you worshiping? That's on a different subject. 
Well, sadly, it takes a tragedy sometimes for us to find um, our relationship with our higher power. And um, we don't want it to have to be a tragedy because no. if you if if you don't have have if you don't believe in anyone, I want you to know that there is a wonderful savior whose arms are open wide, ready to see receive all. Whosoever come and his arms are stretched wide and ready to receive you. So at the end of this, I hope you'll take my email address. Call me, and I can tell you, if you don't know anyone that's going to love you, I know a God that loves you unconditionally. He loves you so much that he sent his son to die just for you and I. So we don't want to move away from the, get away from the book. So I'm, I'm going to stop because you're talking to a preacher, so you know I can go on and on. That's what we're trying to get into because we got to get this foolishness out of people's system. So when you, how did you feel when you found out the result? I, I, I was devastated. I was devastated. I was surprised. I really didn't feel like I had at that point in my life, like in my youth, I did some stupid things. And you, you've read the book because you have the book. So you see all the stupid things I did when I was a teenager and a young adult. But at this point in my life, I had finally matured and was getting my life Living like an adult, you know what I mean? Living like I should. At this point, I have children, so I'm, I believed I was on the right path. And if anything, something like this should have happened when I was back there doing all that foolishness. Not now, you know what I mean? Not at this point in my life. I'm like, I, okay, I get my life together, and now this. But this is where the sad life. part comes in, is that now I tell um, my children's father, and I tell my soon-to-be husband, and um, who had been my boyfriend, my my husband and I, we had, we knew, we went to middle school and high school together, so we had been friends. He was my brother's friend, so we played together as kids. And that's another thing that hurt. Remember, you just said, you know, your friend should be rolling to tell you, my husband was my friend before he was my boyfriend and before he was my husband, and I was married before, so. Even then, then, we weren't romantically involved, but we were always friends. You know how you run into your homies from the, your old neighborhood? Every time we ran into each other, it was kind, and it was, you know, I knew that was a friend of mine. And so we began to date at the 10-year high school reunion, which is the time that I'm more than positive based on the calculation of the years in which I got, uh, we got infected. And we broke up because... He was court cheating, and I knew my husband was a cheater, and so many women say, you know, well, why would you marry him if you knew he was a cheater? It's easy to say what you would do in hindsight, but when someone is saying to you, and I'm telling him now that, you know, that I, this blood test tested eight for positive for HIV, and he has to get tested. Now, at this moment that I told him, he knew he was positive he knew of other people he had infected. He knew they were positive. And he chose at that moment, instead of saying, so am I, and telling me about these other individuals at that moment. Actually, he told me about the other individuals, but he didn't tell me about himself. Um, and he said, um, it doesn't matter what the test is. 
I've always loved you. You are the love of my life. I've loved you since we were teenagers. I never stopped loving you. Let's get married. We're going to be there for one another. We're going to take care of one another, and we are going to deal with this together. Now, you have somebody that's your friend that's now on your side. If you don't have any reason to believe if there is nothing that says to you that every what? word that's coming out of their mouth is a lie, you don't have no reason to question that what they're saying is not what they mean, especially when you are the type of person, what I say is what I mean. You understand? Right. So there, is, there, there was nothing for me to question the validity of what he was saying. I, there was no reason for me to not believe him because I'm the type of person that at that moment, once I found out, in my heart, I would never have sex with someone and not tell them that I'm HIV positive. Now, of course, at this point in my life, I haven't had sex since I left my husband in 2003, so I'm not having sex with anybody anyway, but that's that's a whole other part of the story. But at that point, listening to him, and if my initial thought was, no, you know, no, I don't want to jump into marriage. It's too much stuff. This, this, This alone is too much to handle, but he just kept, Kept at it. Yes, let's get married. And I, I agreed. I agreed to get married. But I also believe, well, now he has HIV, you know, because he claimed he got tested and the test was positive, but he was already mm-hmm. positive. I didn't learn that till years later. When I say years, I'm talking about when we were almost ready to break up years. You know how, like, when you're ready to break up with somebody and, and, you, and you get into heated arguments, they start telling everything and all the stuff that they did. So it's like in the heat of all these arguments at the end, I learned more than I ever learned. But, but those, those things were meant to be said for a reason, too, because those were the things that needed to be said for me to wake up and realize that God has something better for you. Your ladder shall be greater. And I was able to look him in the eyes because you know the part of the story that when we argued and he told me, I married beneath me when we got into an argument. So the first big no-no was he kicked me. Now, even though I had been emotionally abused all these years from all the cheating and him, uh, um, me leaving and, and him convincing me to come back and me leaving and him convincing me to come back, so this emotional abuse is going on, this verbal abuse is going on, you don't recognize those things as a bruise, a bruise until you go through that therapy like I did. And then I was able to recognize those, those parts of, of our relationship as a bruise. But we recognize the physical abuse. You're not going to kick me. And yeah. you sure don't want to let my family know that you kicked me because it's a, it's, it's a little bit too many of us. But well, when, I, he, kicked, when he kicked me and said, I married beneath me, it was like this. Scales was peeled from my eyes, and God allowed me to see everything, see it all, see it all in hindsight, see what it all had been, and it was his perverted pursuit to become a pastor. And and, and it was like, you didn't take this responsibility as an obligation to be a servant 
We are to humble ourselves as servants. We are not above. We are the people. We are below the people. We are serving the people. We are getting on the ground praying with the people. We are there to serve the people, not for us to serve ourselves. And, and I've got to stop there just for a second just to say this. When, when one pastor messes up, don't ever say all those pastors cheat, all those pastors do the same thing. No, they do not. We have millions, you just think about it, of faithful men and women of God all over this world who are doing what God requires them to do, and you get that one, and it makes the rest of us look okay. like we are doing the same thing. No, they are not. I have a wonderful pastor, the pastor who took over our church and started a new church, which is the same church that I still go to today. He was a wonderful man of God, sent by God to be there to pick up the pieces because God knew was what was getting ready to happen. And he sent Pastor Hutchison exactly in time. And I talk about that in the book too. But it's it's just unbelievable how you feel like someone's going to think like you. But guess what? Everybody doesn't think like you. Everybody doesn't feel like you. Everybody doesn't have the same character that you have. So what they do is when they don't, they then proceed to defame your character, which is what he did. You know what I mean? Instead of just repenting and say, I messed up. I messed up. He decided, no, she's cheated. I don't have to. I don't have to. I don't have to defend him saying that I've cheated with this pastor and that pastor and, and this one and that one and that one because I know good and well I ain't having sex. Because guess what? God done blessed me to live. You think I'm gonna mess up this body? I got enough medical problems as it is now. You think I'm gonna add it by adding on something else? Ain't nothing being deposited in me that unless God deposited via the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Okay. So let me stop, because, girl, I can go on and on. An hour ain't enough. Let me give you an opportunity to get in a question. That's all right, Darlene, because I think you got every bit of right to express yourself, because, honey, he probably would have been six feet up on a long time ago, because I would have been just like my dear. Now, we can go involuntarily, or you can go voluntarily. Which which one you want? You can make it the hard way. I mean, we ain't going to give you too many choices, yeah. And I so, have I have some sisters and brothers that 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 will be this of the same mind, you know. I didn't tell my sisters and brothers a lot of the things because my sisters and brothers they would have been crazy. Jack, I come from a family of nine. <laughs> you would tell him up. I I'm not I, that's not like my makeup, but ain't no telling what my sisters and brothers and my nieces and nephews is like. Nine, it was nine kids. I have a sister and brother that passed, but it was nine children, and it's now about 40-something. There's so many grands and grands and great-grands. I've lost count, but we're up to about 40-something grands and great-grands. My dad is still living. He's 81, and my mom, she passed away. But God is wonderful. He's awesome. He's so merciful. Even in the midst of it, I see his plan and his purpose working together for my good. I see it. He's a merciful God, though he he is. He mm. and he and he will make you bow down when you think you can't bow down. You will be able to do that. Don't think that you are that powerful. But Charlene, um, 
Can you explain to people, like, what really is the difference between HIV and AIDS? The difference is um, your immune system. Um, your, when you have, when your T cells, you hear a lot of people talking about T cells. The medical community, uh, T cells are the cells in your body that are your your immune, the immunities, your immune system that's helping your body to fight off all kinds of infections. Fight off infections, fight off the flu, fight off the cold. So your immune system has, there is a calculation that they use called the T-cell count, which for a normal person, they should have a T-cell count of anywhere between 1,000 and 1,500 T-cells for a normal, healthy human being. For those who have a weakened immune system, you will see that T-cell go down. A person is classified as having AIDS when that T-cell count drops below 200. When your T-cell count is over 200, you are still classified as having HIV. The purpose of the medications that they're giving you is to build up your immune system to try to get your T-cells up and what's called a viral load down. Now, your viral load is a test that they do that measures the percentage of virus in your system. So when your viral load is healthy and good and they measure it and it becomes immeasurable, so you'll sometimes hear people say um, they have a zero, they're undetectable. Undetectable means that the virus that's circulating in your system is such a low percentage that they can't detect it because it's so small. Whereas somebody who has AIDS, when you do their viral load test, it could be in the hundreds of thousands. And that's because their immunities have dropped really, really low. They are really at a very severe high risk for catching all types of things because they just don't have the immunity and the ability to fight off the things that will come, fight off viruses and infections that come to their system. Okay. I mean, this is stuff that needs to be actually taught. I mean, we're not doing like I said. So, Darlene, explain to them how are HIV and AIDS actually are transmitted. I know one of them is through blood transfusion. Blood transfusions is one. So there has to be an actual exchange of bodily fluids. And the exchange of bodily fluids occur when you're in IV drug users, and we'll say you are using a, a needle and that has been injected into the vein of someone else, and that person has HIV virus on the blood. And then you use that same needle and inject yourself. You're now transmitting blood to blood directly into your bloodstream. Okay, so the, so bodily fluids, blood, semen. So, of mm-hmm. course, and intercourse, if you're not using a condom, you're transmitting semen from one person to another. So bodily fluids are actually being transferred from person to person. Okay. So one of the things that people, uh, and, and those are basically the ways that it's being transmitted. Now, today, blood transfusions, I I don't know of any blood transfusions that have happened because in the United States, the Red Cross 
is very they they have been for years now very astute in making sure that the the blood supply is um tested and i'm okay. a prime example okay i gave blood in 91 what happened my blood was rejected because it tested positive so i'm a prime example that the red cross is testing the blood and then removing from the population the blood that is 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 positive for hiv and ensuring because of the information they collect when you give blood, ensuring that that blood does not go, is not ever deposited in the system again. So, of course, I would never go to a blood bank now and give blood, and I never have since I my blood test positive. But even if someone tried, the same thing is going to happen. It's going to be tested, and it's going to be rejected. So I believe that we have a very safe blood supply in the United States. Um, I don't know what has, what's happening in other countries, but in the United States, I believe we have a very safe blood supply. And um, so the main ways that it's being contracted is IV drug use and sex. And the thing about it is people, sex is like this this frivolous thing. I am so into now, which I was when I was a teenager, but just think if we went back to just if you're in a relationship, just courting. Remember those days of just having a relationship, sex is removed off of the table, and you just took time to get to know someone. Go to the movies. Go to dinner. You know what I mean? Take walks in the park. Say that again. I said that's too right for them. That's too easy. They don't want to do that. Uh Uh-uh. You know, all this one-night stand, I mean, there was a day and age, like the free lose 60s. I'm sorry, but that day and age is over. We can't do it anymore. I mean, it's gone. So we just have to accept the fact that this is no longer the day and age to do that. This is the day and age to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves. And just imagine if we could get um, all of our young people to just wait. Just wait till you're married. If we could get our young men to say, you know what, I'm going to be the first person in my family to just wait. I'm not going to be peer pressured because all the other guys around me are having sex. I'm not going to be peer pressured into having sex. I'm going to just wait. And the girls be, oh, I'm not going to be peer pressure because all my girlfriends are having sex. I'm going to just wait. There's a blessing in the wait. I'm going to have to preach that one day, girl. Go ahead with your next question. <laughs> you are. You are. We got to get, get them now, darling. We do. But what we're going to oh. do... We're going to end up taking a commercial break, and we're going to come back with Darlene King. So Amen. keep your thoughts. Yeah, amen. We're not trying to give you a sermon, but we're just trying to tell you young people out here. Trying to educate it's, you. It's, it's out here. We're trying to educate you. It's out here, and it's no joke. It's it's, it's not. It's, it's serious. And if you think it can't happen to you, that's exactly what it will do. It will happen to you. So don't touch that dial, as I always tell you. And we'll be right back after this. There's only one station that will keep you happy. Blog Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. 
stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. It is with great pleasure that I welcome you to today's graduation ceremony. Students, uh, when you hear the reason or reasons for your absences throughout the years, please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma. Once you've exited, remove your cap and gown and proceed into the unknown. <clears throat> Too tired. Family trip. Part-time job. Helping around the house. Sick day. Starting the holidays early. Just because. Starting in the sixth grade, students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school. How many days of school has your child missed this year? Absences add up. Keep track at boostattendance.org today. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. All right, we're back on the air with Darlene King, and we're talking about her book, HIV Infected, by her cheating Pastor Huston, and we're getting the word out and trying to get people educated on this factor because we think that it all it's all about skin color. No, boo-boo, it's not about what race you are. I'm sorry, it didn't target certain races. So thank you on that. But um, anyhow, Darlene, um, now we, we were basically getting into all the facts and stuff. So what, okay, so Darlene, that what made, that's actually what made you go check yourself out when they told you, when they rejected your blood. Yes. Okay. Well, that that was that was basically my wake up call. That was my wake up call. But at that point, I felt I felt like I was going to die, and right. I felt like this is it. It's over. And for me, um, it was I was very depressed. I was depressed and didn't even know I was depressed. I was married. Now I'm married, and we get married, and we're in this relationship, and the cheating doesn't stop. So that's even making me more depressed. We're going through this constant battle of him cheating, me leaving, me coming back. But even more than that, my own personal sadness and depression and space where I was at was my husband wouldn't let me talk about HIV and AIDS. He wouldn't let me join support groups. He wouldn't let me get help. It was like I knew in my spirit I needed help. I needed to talk to someone, and he wouldn't let me talk. And the one time that I did speak up and talk, we got into a big argument about me speaking up and talking. But at that, when I was tested positive, my children were nine months old and five years old. Now, let me tell you how good God is. I did not believe that I would see those children graduate from elementary school, not to mention elementary, middle, high. My oldest is 28. The youngest is 24. The oldest graduated from Delaware State University, and you couldn't tell me that mommy wasn't graduating because I act like such a fool at that graduation. My youngest just graduated from Temple University on last week. You couldn't tell me that I was still going to be alive to see this. 
It's nothing but a blessing that I am still here to see this. Now, if you, you know, and I prayed, I prayed like Hezekiah, that God would extend my years, and he has been faithful to do exactly, answer my prayers and answer my children's prayers, because that wasn't just my prayer, that was my children's prayer. My only regret is that my mom wasn't there to see my baby, but I know my mom is smiling from heaven on my children because they are such a blessing to me. And um, I, I didn't think I'd see this day. It amazes me how merciful he is that that I'm able to see these children grow and go through the processes of what they did, what they have you know, done over these years. That's what I love about you because you got such hope and all that spirit inside you, and you never gave up that factor. That's my love. You can hear it through your words right now as you speak. It's so powerful. And congratulations to your daughter, too, because I saw it on Facebook. That is a happy child. <laughs> I know. I'm crazy. I, I turned into crazy mom. <laughs> I went Facebook crazy. <laughs> but you, who, who wouldn't go Facebook crazy? It's like, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> That's right. how it was. But you, you but, but you know what? When something like this happens, you know, it's easy sometimes to get bitter and angry. Yeah. And, and and guess what? Who you're destroying? You know who you're destroying? You're destroying yourself. I forgave my husband. And, um, the you know, over the years, you know, he would constantly call me, I believe, to see, like, where I was. And she had a point where I can convince her to come back. But after that last incident and and the I Mary Beneath Me moment, there was no going back. I mean, that that's it's like that's what I needed. You know, it was like God said, it was a season. Everything has its season. It was a season. And I had to go through that season to prepare me to be able to do what I'm doing now for him and what I'm doing now for other people. But I had to forgive him because, one, forgiveness is required, and forgive, forgiveness is a commandment that I must follow by. But the day I knew that true forgiveness occurred, you know, I went through my history with drugs when I was young, and I had a friend, and my friend was a beautiful friend, beautiful spirit, and she fell into into drugs. And I found out, and I went to find her. And I found her, and, and she was outside on the steps, and I got parked. I got on the steps, and I sat with her, and and we and and the thing about it is, she old. She only knew evangelist Darling King. She didn't know Darling King, the crack addict. She didn't know Darling King, the cocaine addict. She didn't know Darling, the marijuana crazy person. So I sat there, told her all the mess I'd done in the past, all the things that I'd done, all God had delivered me from. And then I told her all my story about the HIV, my husband, the cheat, and I told her my whole life. And I said, God can deliver you from this. I said, he has something for you. You will not be taken out. And we prayed right there on the steps. And, and that's what you got to meet people. you got to meet them on the street, meet them on the steps, meet them wherever they are. They're hanging out in, in, in a cardboard box. Go find your family members and your friends. Sit down in the cardboard box and just start praying and believing God for them. But anyway, get home, and nobody's home but me, and I'm just 
praying and praying and, and, and praying out for her deliverance and crying and tears are streaming down my eyes, and I'm just crying out. Now my crying done turned into moaning, and God understands your moaning and your groaning. And, and in the midst of that, God said, can you pray for your ex-husband like you praying for your friend? Can you pray for his soul? And I was so convicted because even though I forgave him, I never got on my knees and cried to God for him like I cried for my friend. That's the day I cried for his soul, cried for his deliverance. I didn't cry for us to be, our relationship to be restored. That was over. It wasn't meant to be. It was a lie. Everything was a lie. From day one, when you did not tell me, you were positive, and when you tried afterwards, to let other people believe that you were that you did not infect me, which was a lie. And I only found out later that he lied and told people that he even told people he wasn't even infected. Ah, low down. Which was a lie. But in spite of that, that day I prayed for him. So he not. So darling, he's not living now, is he? He died of AIDS in uh, 2010. But this all happened prior to that. So I was able to tell him that story and tell him I forgave him. And I knew then that I forgave him. And I also knew it wasn't even a if. You were just the one who was going to do the things you did to me to move me into my predetermined destiny, which is the destiny that I'm walking in today. I am supposed to be talking and 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 speaking to others because our people, and when I say our people, I'm talking about the people of the world, not no one race. I'm talking about people who are suffering. We as a society have scared them with this unfounded belief that this is some airborne virus, so therefore they're too scared to talk. So there is voices that need to cry out for them. I'm one of them voices that I know without a shadow of a a doubt that God has sent to cry out for those people and let other people know you're hurting God's people. You're hurting people by the things that we do when we are supposed to be loving them. In spite of HIV, can you love my people? Even if they have HIV, even if they have cancer, even if they have lupus, no matter what they have, can we love them? And well, you can turn, yes. you can. if your heart if your heart is if you have a heart and a mind to love unconditionally and if guess what and if you received unconditional love be ready to give it back and I know exactly. without a doubt I received unconditional love and that's how it should be if you really are truly a Christian. For the Lord, then you will accept that person unconditionally, no matter what. But it's it's so hard for some people to really get that through their head, Darlene. They don't want to. They don't want to go there. Some people don't like. I said, don't even want to talk about the subject. It's just it's too much. It's too overbearing. But the thing is, it might do be overbearing. But is your life worth that much for you not to want to get this information? We have been so misled and misinformed, and I just. Hope one day Darlene and I could come back together and have this discussion again where we can actually talk on the fact of HIV and not mm. just on 
Yes, but people need to know. They need to be aware of this and maybe even have another panel of other people together because this is hitting home. Every day it's hitting home. Um, and now they have, what is, excuse me, they're trying to come out with different medication now. It's, um, for different things. I was just reading an article about a, a baby. They're, they tried to do a test on the baby and the baby was scared of HIV, but I think they're going to try to see um, if it's balanced out for the child just to make sure if this is curable. But I hope one day they do come out I, with a cure. I, I heard that article, too. I Yes, I know what you're talking about. I heard it, too, and it was very encouraging, very encouraging. Yeah, it, it is, because it's, it's sad that we have to have this on us and make you feel that you have to be rich to get this medicine and everything. But I hope that one day all of us can be cured of this situation. But I think the only thing that can really cure you is to have God's love in your heart. There's no doubt about that. But this is one question I wanted to ask, Darlene. Is it easier for women to transmit it to men or men transfer it to women or it just doesn't matter? Well, some people say that it's, it's easier for women to transfer it to men. But the thing about it is you don't want to get caught up in that because it can go both both ways. Science has proven that men, women can give it to men and men can give it to women. So it can go both ways. So my statement is either don't have sex or use a condom. I hope you choose to wait. But I know me talking is not going to force people to wait. But the, 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 you clearly, you, it can be transmitted in both directions. So don't sit back and say, it's okay for me to have it because I, I can't transmit it to him or he can't transmit it to him. Yes, you can. It can go both ways. So use a condom. There are female Why? condoms. There are male condoms. Don't make sure make sure if you're using a lubricant that you don't use an oil based lubricant. It will tear, it will rip, and it will break the condom. Oil based lubricants are things like Vaseline and 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 baby oil. Make sure it's a water based lubricant. Read the ingredients on the lubricants because they can tear and they can break. So, you know, I I, I mean. Being celibate since 2003, yeah, it's easy for me to say, you know, oh, it's easy for her to say, wait, you know, but I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help. You mean, so help yourself. Be educated. Know what you're doing and say to yourself, no, you can't look at anybody and tell what anyone has. Get tested. Everyone needs to be tested. Because, look, here are your options. This is, you've got two options. You cannot get tested, be positive, not know it, not do anything about it. Your, your immune system will continue to be eroded, and it will be eroded from the inside out. You won't know it because you don't have any symptoms. You do, you're not aware of it. You don't even know it. And at the point when you become sick, your T cells and your immune system is so weak that you're not able to fight back, and then you die. That's your option number one. Your option right. number two is get tested. Know early. You know in advance. You start seeing a doctor. You get on the medication that's going to build up your immune system and allow you to live. Now, if I'm presented with, if I'm sexually active and I'm presented with those two options, which am I going to pick? Don't be afraid to get tested. There's nothing wrong with getting tested. 
it's a simple oh. test. If you, it, you know, you 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 can you can buy the test over the counter at um at at pharmacies now, but so many agencies here. I don't for people who I, I'm in Philadelphia. We have okay. AIDS Education Month here in Philadelphia. PhiladelphiaFight.org. We have events scheduled for the month of June, from the beginning of June all the way to the end of June, that they are testing people. Activities, they're all free. You can go to all kinds of activities, hip-hop, Philly, gospel concerts, um, a big prevention summit at the convention center in Pennsylvania. We have thousands of people there last year. We hope to have thousands again. There is no excuse for you not to get tested, especially when you're in big urban cities, because most big urban cities have agencies that will test you for free and even small agencies. So you just get online and Google HIV agencies near zip code, and then you put in your zip code, and then you'll find out what agencies are in your area, call them, and then ask them, do they do free testing, and then go get tested. It's as simple as that. Especially in Atlanta, I, there are so many clinics out here that would definitely help you and programs that would definitely take care of you. And if you have AIDS, it's, it's centers just for that. They have centers just if you have HIV. So get started. Even if you have things like Kaiser Permanente, they have clinics as well. So it's just things that you have to get into and to know. And we could sit here, we could talk to our children all day about abstinence, but we know sometimes it's not going to happen. You better do just like my mom. You better put this condom on because I'm not taking care of no children. But besides that, besides the pregnancy part, let your children know, look, baby, it's it's not labeled out here. You are not you are not um disease proof. I'm sorry. This can't happen. No, you're not. And none yeah. of us are. No, none we're not. But, Darlene, what words would you like to pass on to women out here um, as far as preventing this from happening to them or if they think that they may, may be cheating on them or something like that? I, I want to pass a message on to women and men, not just women. Yeah. I want to say to you, you are worth the wait. You are worth everything that God deposited in for you to you and planned for you to come into in your future. Don't let anything take it away or steal it or destroy it. You walk into the blessings that's already planned. When he designed you, he knew you while you were yet in your mother's womb, and he deposited stuff in you that he is going to bring into fruition. Don't let anything come in the way of stopping you to reach the destiny that is, that's already designed. There's purpose, there's goals, there's plans, and there's beauty on the other side of through. No matter what you're going through, there is something for you on the other side of through. Be patient and get there. And get there with love, kindness, and goodness in your heart as you go through to the other side. Exactly. That's, that's all I can say. Other than what we've already said, get tested and use condoms. There's nothing more that really you can say. And even better, just don't be abstinent. Trust me, you'll be happy. You'll be happier if you did. Right. I mean, excuse me for saying it, but that them gender parts get you in trouble, man. They be looking and good and everything in the body, but their stuff gets you in trouble. Basically, like Darlene, have. Said already, she already told you everything possibly. 
If you can't say abstinence, if not, please wear a condom. Get yourself checked out. Let's have these conversations in a bedroom amongst ourselves. Look, hey, I'm this type of way. If you don't mind, I like to get tested. Let's let's say let's say positive. Let's keep it going. Pass the word on. Get up off your butt today and go get tested. You're not detected, people. You are not. That's what I got to say. Darlene, I thank you so much for being on our show. Please thank get you Darlene. for having me. You're welcome. Please get Darlene's book. Um, I know it's available on Amazon. You can probably go to Barnes & Noble, but please Barnes get and Noble. Oh. And the title is HIV Infected by Her Cheating Pastor Husband, A Wife's Courageous True Story of Betrayal, Survival, and Forgiveness. And my email address is Darlene, D-A-R-L-E-N-E, K-I-N-G-1-3 at Hotmail.com. And I hope you're able to um, purchase the book. And I thank you for having me. And I I don't know if I can make an announcement on another show, but some exciting things are going on. I I will be hosting a Sunday gospel um, radio show on WMEL 104.1 DJ Mel Entertainment Radio, and it's going to be called The Moment with the Master, and I'm excited for what God is doing. He's doing some awesome, wonderful things. So I'm I'm excited. You're moving on up. You're not letting letting what happened to you affect you or stop you, and that's why I tell people what I told them on the show yesterday – Whatever your situation is, let's not let that define you. You are not that. Whatever you think you are, you're not that. I'm here to tell you that. Darlene's here to tell you that. I, and, I and agree. We say, just stay positive. If you are HIV positive, go make sure you get yourself seen. Take your medicine. Stay up on that because you don't want your level to start going down. And if you're not, just get yourself checked out. If your mate loves you enough, they'll go get themselves checked out. And if not, you know what to do. Kick him to the road. Enough said. But you checked out your girl, Darlene King, and I'm definitely your host, Technicia. Please, just stay in the know, everybody. And I hope that you stay tuned with me tomorrow at noon. And hopefully we'll have Darlene back on another time where we'll be talking about her new show coming up. So I'm very proud of you, Darlene. You stay there. Thank blessed. you. Thank you so much. Okay. God bless you. You have a wonderful day. And continue to do what you're doing and having people on that's going to educate, educate all people. I will, Darlene. That's all, that's all I can do. Somebody got to inform people out here. And if you have to just keep on in a space like a commercial over and over, then that's what I would do. Wonderful. Okay. All right, darling. Did you, take did, care. did you have any more questions of me? Okay, thank you. You take care oh, also. Donna, I would definitely make sure I stay in touch with you already on Facebook. Please, please do. All right. Okay, talk to you soon. All right, bye, darling. Bye. So, everyone, please, just stay informed. It's, it's not a joke out here, as Darlene was saying, and we can't say it enough. Just stay in the know because it's it's one thing, when you find out later on, you don't want to be like my fault. So that's all we have to tell you. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow at noon, and you know what to do. Hit me up on my Facebook fan page, but make sure it's positive. No negative thoughts. We can't inspire that. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. 
come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.